Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, recovery friends. Do you ever feel like you are trying to make huge changes in your life and you feel like you're really trying, but you're struggling to feel like you're making any progress, right? Or you find it challenging to figure out what you need to do to feel better. But don't worry, you're not alone. And as your personal life coach, I'm here to help you figure this out so you can turn your life into a success story. And I know firsthand how frustrating it can be when you just feel like you aren't getting any traction or your efforts don't seem to be paying off and it feels like you should be better than you are for how much time you've been putting into this. But imagine for a moment If you could make a couple of simple tweaks to have a life that is thriving, creating the relationships and social life you really want, and yes, to feel like you are in control of your life and your future. Well, that's my mission today. I'm going to share with you the four things that I've found that thriving people do differently than people who are just going through the motions every day with no real growth or joy. But before we dive into those strategies, just so you know that I have a pretty good idea of what I'm talking about, let me quickly introduce myself. If we haven't met yet, my name is Angela Pugh. I'm a life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. I started my sober life in 2006 because I knew, although I was a very high-functioning person, I knew that my relationship with alcohol was super unhealthy. In my first few months, I saw so much growth in myself that I knew I wanted my life to revolve around recovery, and everything I did, I wanted to revolve around recovery. After some years of studying and training, and I went to college for a little while, I started helping people, just like you and families, to navigate the world of recovery, treatment, and healing. So... Over the past 15 plus years, I've helped thousands of people get sober and build the lives of their dreams through my six-week signature coaching program and now through this podcast, Addiction Unlimited. And today, my mission is to help you do that as well. So let's dig into these four simple things that I want to talk about. And these are not major things, you guys. They're small things, but you have to be intentional. We talk about being intentional, and you know I always like to define what these terms mean because you hear these words and these phrases like thrown out all over the place, but nobody really tells you what that means. I heard the, I always hear this one now, like intentional eating. And I'm like, what the heck? Like I get it because I study this stuff, but like just throwing that out your intentional eating checklist or whatever. It's like, nobody really knows what that means without sitting down and spending some real time, like with Google and YouTube learning it. So I love to just explain this terminology. Being intentional means that you choose to do something with intention. It is your intention to do X, Y, Z. 
when I was doing Whole30 in January, which is a meal plan, right? They call it an elimination diet. Whole30 is just eating whole food, unprocessed in its whole form. And when I was doing that, it took intention. I had to intentionally sit down, map out what I'm going to eat, my grocery list. I had to intentionally make the time to do those things. I had to intentionally sit down with Google and Google recipes and meal plans and things like that, right? I had to do it intentionally. It's not going to happen by accident. It's not going to happen because I think about it or I want it to happen. I have to be intentional in what I choose to spend my time on. That's what intentional means. And that's all this takes. I'm telling you, if you have the ability to be intentional and to kind of make that commitment and stick to it, right, that's being intentional. That's all this takes. The number one thing I want to talk about is exactly that. It's action. Not talking, but action. Don't just talk about something, but take action and do it. And this is important in everything, obviously, because something I talk about from my drinking life, right, is when I was drinking, I used to talk about the life I wanted to live. I used to talk about all the things I wanted to do and the places I wanted to travel, but it was just talk because I did not have the ability to take action. So it was just talk, talk, talk. I knew when I got sober that I no longer wanted to be a talker. I wanted to be a doer. Now I have traveled the world. I can do all the things that I used to talk about because I have the ability to actually do them now instead of just talking about them. I knew when I got sober, it was important to me to take action and not just talk about all my big dreams and goals and life aspirations, but to actually be a doer and follow through on those things. Now, this started for me very simply in going to meetings, right? When I, when I had to get sober, I knew that I needed connection. I knew that I needed people to learn from. And I got sober a long time ago. There weren't a ton of options back then. I went to AA. That was the thing. That's where people went to quit drinking. And I knew I wanted to be a people that didn't drink. So I went and hung out with the other people that didn't drink. It was just that simple. But I had to take the action. I couldn't just talk about it I had to make it happen and I had to make it happen every day. That was my sole purpose in my very beginning was just meetings and taking that action. At some point, I had to also get intentional about taking that action to have fun. Fun is not going to show up at your door, people. I hear people talk about this all the time. that They're bored in their sober life or they don't have any sober friends. But listen, those are choices that you are making. You are making the choice not to go out and find sober people. A busload of sober people is not going to show up at your house and knock on your door and ask to be friends with you. You have to take action. You have to go where sober people are. You have to say hi. You have to have some conversation. And I understand that entails a lot of other things because we all have social anxiety and we freak out and we all have ADHD and we're isolators. I get that. I was all of those things too. But when something is important to you 
then you make the choice to take the action instead of letting that fear hold you back. And you can find ways to do that little tiny ways just like I did. I had horrible anxiety walking into my first meeting, for sure. The first month of meetings. And I went every single day. I had horrible anxiety. It was awful. I would sat in the parking lot and cried. But I created these little exercises for myself to start breaking down those fears because the fear was not an option. The fear holding me back was no longer an option. So the first thing I did is I said, I make eye contact. That's all. I have to make eye contact with one person every day, just eye contact. And it had to be a different person every day. I started doing that. The next thing was eye contact and hi. That's all. I just said, hi different person every day. So I did that. And when that got easy, then it was a a little intro sentence. Hi, how are you? Hi, good to see you. Hi, glad to see you here. Hi, how you doing? Very simple. That's how I started breaking down that anxiety. But I had to take the action. You have to take the action. You've got to figure out what it is for you and take the action. Having fun in your sober life is so incredibly important. I can barely put it into words. You have to enjoy yourself. And most human beings get enjoyment being connected to other like-minded human beings, people on the same journey, people going through the same things. We connect, we laugh, we enjoy each other. And that's not optional. Even for me, as much of an introvert as I am, if I don't have human contact, I get very sad. And I am an introvert, so it takes a little more effort for me. I have to be intentional about reaching out to people and making plans to do things. I have to actually put it on my calendar. I put reminders, reach out to two friends today and say hello, make plans to have coffee with somebody this weekend, whatever. I have to create reminders to take the action to do those things because you have to have fun in your life. If your sober life is not as enjoyable as your drunken life, you are going to go back to your drunken life. That's just how it is. It is imperative that you get connected and you have fun in your sober life. Take the action. Stop talking about it. It's the same thing with what I call energy drains. And I think I did a whole podcast episode about energy drains. There are all these things in life that will drain your energy, things you're thinking about. If you have some conflict with somebody that hasn't been resolved and it weighs on your mind, if the bill collectors are calling or IRS is calling because they want their money and you're ignoring those calls and dodging the letters and burying your head in the sand, acting like it's not happening, all those things are energy drains. If there's a conversation you want to have with your boss, but you're, you're stalling and avoiding and whatever, those are energy drains. You have to take care of the important tasks in your life. And that requires action, not talking. Same thing goes for taking care of yourself. And this is where I'm going to wrap up on the action, not talking. Take action. Don't talk about it. Take care of yourself. Create time for yourself. We're all different in what we need for self-care. You know, I I do massage. Well, I do a lot massage for my anxiety, um, but also for my body because I do work out pretty hard. I do skincare, huge self-care routine for me. Journaling, huge self-care routine for me. Walking with my girlfriend, Ellie, huge self-care for me. Everybody's different in what their things are that they need. 
but you've got to figure out what the things are that you need and take the action to make them happen. Don't just talk about it. Don't have this continual dialogue. Oh, I need to do that. I need to call this person. I need to make that call. I need to do this thing. I need to plan that. I need to make time for that. Talk will get you nowhere. Action will get you everywhere. Set a reminder, set aside 30 minutes on a Saturday morning and knock some things out. Take action. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about, and this is going to probably sound a little bit weird to you guys, but I swear to you, this is magic. Okay. One of my favorite quotes in the world is never miss a good opportunity to just be quiet. This is huge. You need to listen more than you speak in all of your relationships. And I don't mean this in the way because I know there's somebody out there going, well, I'm not a good advocate for myself. I never speak up for myself. I'm a doormat. I never speak. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you are engaged in conversation, conflict, or confrontation. Right? If you are in an argument with your kid or an argument with your partner or a coworker, you know, there's some tension. It's a difficult conversation. It doesn't need to be screaming and yelling match. It's just an uncomfortable, awkward, difficult situation. In those moments, somebody has to be quiet. Instead of jumping into this need to defend ourselves or defend our position or try to get the other person to agree with us or tell us that we're right, because really that's what we're doing, right? You want the other person to tell you that you're right. You want them to go, oh my gosh, you're so smart and all-knowing and you make no mistakes. You're exactly right. I've been wrong this whole time. My feelings and opinions actually don't count at all. I just want to jump on your bandwagon and praise you for all your rightness. That's really what you're looking for when you're arguing your position. And it's never going to happen. It's okay to not see things the same way. It's okay to have different opinions, right? But somebody's got to be quiet. If you want resolution, you have to listen. You have to hear what the other person is saying. If you also want to be heard... You have to show the respect of hearing. If you want that person to listen to you, you also need to listen to them. You see what I'm saying? Somebody in the equation has to just be quiet for a minute. This was a beautiful lesson for me with a relationship and we were having a difficult conversation and we're both very emotionally mature people. So there was no fighting and yelling and, you know, calling each other names. Like we're not 12. We didn't do any of those things, right? We're very calm, communicating human beings. That doesn't make a situation less uncomfortable. Okay. (laughs) So we're having this conversation about whatever. I have no idea what we're even talking about in the moment. But we were sitting in the car, like we had pulled up at home and we were sitting in the car and we're trying to finish this conversation before we go in. And he just got really quiet. And I finished my sentence and I kind of looked at him and I said, well, are you going to say anything? Why aren't you saying anything? And he goes, well, he goes, I don't know. In that moment, I just realized that 
you really needed the floor. Like you really needed to say what was on your mind. And it was important for you to be able to vent and tell me what was going on. And I just felt like I really needed to be quiet and give you the floor. He said, I can speak my piece when you're finished. And it was so kind and respectful and incredible and a lesson for me that I can do the same thing. I just need to be quiet. I need to hear what the other person is saying instead of so focusing on what my point is and trying to force my opinion down their throat and force them to agree with me. I need to just shut up and listen, hear what they're saying, hear where they're coming from, understand what they're feeling instead of just wanting to bludgeon them over the head with my opinions and my words. Somebody has to be quiet to get to a place of resolution. If you want to be shown respect, you have to show respect. Again, if you want to be heard, you have to do the hearing also. Number three, service. Be of service. We talk about this a lot. I learned this really 150% in 12 steps. Service work is a huge part of this. I have such a beautiful understanding of it now with so many years sober and having practiced this and, and seeing the change that it's made in me and how I feel about life and how I feel about myself. Service has been a pivotal piece of my growth and my recovery. And in 12 steps, we call it service work, be of service. Um, you, it's also volunteering, right? It's giving of yourself in whatever capacity that is. Giving of yourself, be of service to your fellow humans. Be service-minded. You hear me talk about that all the time. I'm always trying to be service-minded. Think about the next person. Think about the people around me. How is what I'm doing affecting others? How can I be more impactful? How can I do better? How can I help and serve? And you can do this, of course, through traditional volunteering. There are a million different volunteer opportunities. You can work for a thrift store and help them with all the millions of things they need help with. I've done Habitat for Humanity and building houses. That's super fun. Um, I love cooking dinner at Ronald McDonald House, one of my all-time favorites. You can volunteer at animal shelters and help there. Those are other nonprofits that need a ton of help all the time. You can volunteer at recovery organizations, domestic violence shelters, homeless organizations. Like there are millions of ways that you can be of service. You can also be of service at work, right? Show up and bring donuts one day or bring bagels one day or bring a nice little gift of some sort to your boss. Like, hey, saw this, thought about you, hope you love it, have a great day. All of those things are being service-minded, right? Help your neighbors with something that they're struggling with. If you have an aging person in your life, how can you be of service to them? There are other organizations where they help aging people take care of their homes and their lawns. You can go volunteer that way. There are so many ways to be of service. But I really want to talk also about being of service in your recovery communities. If you're a part of a group, an organization of any sort, if you're going to meetings, I want you to think about how to be of service in those situations too. How can you, as we say, carry the message? 
How can you help your group and be of service in that room? Can you take the garbage out? Can you pick up some trash off the floor? Can you vacuum? Can you, whatever, there are a million ways to be of service, but also just sitting in the chair and being present is being of service. On the days when I really didn't want to go to a meeting and I didn't feel like it was necessary for me, I didn't need it that day, I would think how important it is that I be there for somebody that might be walking into their first meeting that day and that they need to see me sitting in that chair with a smile on my face. Maybe they need me to say hello and make it more comfortable for them. Be of service. How can you help and support other people in the world? Every day, say thank you to people. Hold the door open for people. There's a thousand things you can do every single day to be service-minded. Where this changed me a lot was with my guilt and shame. Because I was not always a very good human in my drinking life. You know, I was a very high-functioning person. I made a lot of money. I had great jobs from the outside. It looked like I had this, you know, incredible party girl lifestyle. And I did in a lot. That was all true, right? On the surface, that was true. But I was a pretty crappy human in a lot of ways. I was kind and generous and loving and supportive and loyal. But I was also a liar and a master manipulator. And I would borrow money from people and never pay it back. Not that that was my intention, but that's what I did. I lied to everybody. I used people. I manipulated people to get what I wanted, to do what I wanted, to go where I wanted. I was not always a great human being. And you carry that with you in your sobriety. This is something we struggle with in a huge way when we get sober is reconciling all the guilt and shame that we feel for things that we did, especially when there are spouses and partners and children involved. We hurt people, whether it's our intention or not. And hurting people isn't the totality of who we are. Being a liar and a manipulator is not all that I was. And a drunk, that wasn't all that I was. Like I said, I was also very kind and funny and generous and loyal. I was those things too. It's not the totality of who you are. We all have a combination of good and bad pieces. But when I started doing service work, It allowed me to start to understand and see my good pieces more than my bad pieces. And because I was taking the action to be of service and give of myself, I got to see myself growing into the person I wanted to become, right? This was a part of building a human being to have a thriving life. I was forgiving myself. Every time I showed up and I was service-minded and I gave of my time and my energy freely, it diminished some of that guilt and shame that I carried from my past because I was creating a new version of myself. And the more I created that new version, the farther away I got from that old version. Service is huge. Last one, personal responsibility. If you have been in my sphere for any period of time, you know that this is probably my premise for everything is personal responsibility. Looking at myself first, taking responsibility for my actions, my choices, my mouth, 
<laughs> taking full responsibility for all of those things before I ever point a finger at anybody else, right? I get very introspective. How did I play a part in this? How could I have made better choices? How could I have handled myself better? How could I have treated someone else better? Personal responsibility is everything. It is not constantly looking for how it's someone else's fault in every situation. When you catch yourself saying a sentence about how it's someone else's fault or they did this to you because they're like this, you're like this. Well, if my boss wasn't like this, I wouldn't drink so much. If my partner did this differently, I wouldn't drink so much. If I had more money, I wouldn't smoke so much pot. If I didn't have pain, I wouldn't be this, right? When you catch yourself in those statements pointing that finger at other people in situations, finding the fault, finding how it's someone else's fault, that's exactly when you need to stop and look at yourself first. What was your behavior in the situation? What decisions did you make that landed you in the position you're in, whatever that looks like? What did you do or say that led to that fight getting bigger and out of control and turned into a two-day freaking silent treatment, everybody in their passive-aggressive sighs and rolling their eyes, right? All the crappy things we do to each other. How did you play a role in getting to that place, right? If you don't like your job, what role did you play in getting there? Or what role are you playing in not getting somewhere you like better? Because that's your choice also. I'm not saying making changes is easy. I'm not saying if you've got a bunch of kids at home and you're living paycheck to paycheck, that it's the easiest thing in the world to think about getting a new job. I'm not saying easy. I'm saying you're making a choice because if you're not taking action to at least explore possibilities and solutions, then you are making a choice to stay stuck where you don't want to be. That's your choice. That's not anybody else's fault. Personal responsibility allows you to take your power back allows you to see how you are in control. See, when we focus on blaming everybody else and finding how it's everybody else's fault, what we're doing is giving our power away. And I'm saying my partner behaves like this and that's why I behave like this. What that's saying is your partner has all the power. Like you, you're powerless in this situation and that's absolutely untrue. You have all the power. You just have to embrace that power and figure out how to take it back, take responsibility for yourself, start making different choices or start setting boundaries for yourself, whatever the thing is. But you have to be able to take responsibility for your life. Everything that happens in your life, every situation you're in in your life is your responsibility and your quote unquote fault. I'm not a fault person. I don't like fault and I don't like blame because we all play a role, right? It's pretty equal that we all play a role in ending up where we are in situations, whether we like them or not, right? Everybody plays a role. So I'm just not one to blame other people, again, because it's giving my power away. I have power in my life. I have the control in my life. If I want my life to be a certain way, it is 100% within my ability and power to make it happen, period, 
that doesn't mean other people won't impede my journey or make it more difficult. I got to figure out how to maneuver around obstacles. Of course you do. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody doesn't do it because it's not easy, right? But that doesn't make it less within your power and capability. You have the ability to be whatever you want to be. How you speak to people, how do you communicate? What can you do better? How much of your thoughts are about you and your actions and what you need to improve versus how much you're thinking about the other person and what they need to improve? You see what I'm saying? I did a whole episode about this, what fits in your hula hoop. And that's that the hula hoop concept is you have control over everything that fits in your hula hoop. Obviously, that's just you. For me, me and my dog, right? But I don't have my dog anymore. It's just me. I fit in my hula hoop. Any partner I have does not fit in my hula hoop. Family members do not fit in my hula hoop with me, right? My job does not fit in my hula hoop. I fit in my hula hoop. So that's what I have the power over. That's where your focus needs to be, not on what everybody else needs to do. Now, a lot of times this leads to you really have to start reconciling some anger and resentment and bitterness. Those are all very normal things to have in life. Life is really freaking hard, especially if you're in a relationship, you've had a long-term relationship, long-term marriage. Listen, these are things we're going to deal with. Life is hard. But those are your things to work on. And if you sit and do nothing but point the finger at the other person and all the work they have to do, you're missing the mark 150%. Because you don't have any control over them. You are not going to change another person. You are not going to change an institution. You, You do not have that power. But you have full power over you. So if you're sitting in all of that anger and resentment and bitterness shame, guilt, whatever the thing is, maybe that's where your journey starts. Work on those things within yourself and stop pointing fingers at everybody and everything outside of you. Personal responsibility is life changing as all of these things are. And I think you notice too, how all the things I've mentioned tie in together, right? Let's recap action, not talking. Stop talking about stuff and start doing stuff. Take action. Next one, never miss a good opportunity to just be quiet. If you want to be heard, you have to do the hearing also. Close your mouth and do some listening. Try to really hear not what you're getting blamed for, not how you're being mistreated, but try to hear what the other person is feeling, what they're going through. We can always connect on the feelings. We're never going to agree on the details, you guys. The human memory is one of the most faulty systems on the planet, and there's a ton of research behind this. If you're getting into fights about misremembering things, well, that's not what happened. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. Yes, you did. I remember. You're both wrong. Get over it. You're both wrong because you can't depend on the human memory. So get out of those details and hear your person. Hear how they are hurt, disappointed, confused, overwhelmed. Hear them. Hear what they're going through. Next, service. Be of service. Give of yourself. Give of your time. Give of your energy. Freely give. 
Make it a point back to step one, take action, stop talking, start doing, take action, create some service opportunities, Google it, service opportunities, volunteer opportunities in my area. You'll be amazed at what you come up with and you can find some really cool, really fun things to do and make it a point to do it regularly. Last one, personal responsibility. Take responsibility for yourself, your life, your actions, your behavior, your choices. You have the ability to be whoever you want to be. You have the ability to create the life of your dreams, right? You want to be thriving, not just surviving. And you are capable of building that. But it starts with understanding that you have that power, in your life. Nobody else has that power. You have the the power to navigate yourself. You have the power to be intentional with your choices. You have the power to decide what you're going to do, how you're going to be, and how you're going to live. So you're no longer struggling, feeling like you're not making progress, right? These are great things to think about as your little checklist. Also, if you are finding it challenging to figure out what to do to feel better, start with this list. Listen to this a couple of times. Share it with somebody else that might get a lot out of it. But this is your list to start with, to feel better. All of these things will help you feel better. And you're not alone in this, right? We all go through this stuff and it's an ongoing journey. It's not like you go through the little list and you do it and you work on it and you're finished right? This is an ongoing journey that we're going to be in working on these things within ourselves forever because that's how life works. But as your coach, I want to help you turn your life into a success story. Just like I've helped so many thousands of people through my online programs. Start here. These are the four things. And if you want to learn more about working with me in my program, You can start with scheduling a call with me at addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. Of course, I will link that in the show notes as well. So you can get there right from your favorite podcast app. But my mission is to help you get the life that you want so that you are thriving and building those relationships that you want and building that social life that you want. So you're in control of your life and your future and you're having fun in this new life. Building a new life is so exciting and it is hard because life is hard. I mean, whether you want to stay the same or change, life is hard. Life will always be hard. There's nothing we can do about that part. But know that you have the control in your life and your future and you can build it to be whatever you want. I love you guys. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. Candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.